Hey guys, welcome to episode 10 of Let's Unpack That, um, a literary analysis podcast and media analysis podcast um, with me, Cheval, and Cal. Um, and once again, yeah, like I said before, it's episode 10. Recording this on October 10th too, that's cool. Oh, um, nice. But really excited to get to our 10th uh, episode and um, yeah, just happy to be here with you again. We had to we had to record, we record this intro because... Um, <laughs> internet bad internet sucks it's the worst thing in the world i hate internet even yeah. though it's also great um yeah. it's it's a blessing and a curse etc but i think we finally ironed out our issues yeah. so hopefully <laughs> we can mm-hmm. deliver a better product this time but um yeah, yeah there's been a lot going on and we actually took off last week i think you guys probably the few listeners that we had <laughs> you guys probably noticed but uh <laughs> Just a lot going on, but some of yeah, it's good. all those people with notifications on. Yeah. All like yeah. three people. Yeah, some, some good stuff. Uh, Cal has something cool to announce. Yes. Yeah, he has, he has something cool you can finally talk about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I am engaged. I finally told my family, so I can finally tell you guys. It's very exciting, and uh, yay. <laughs> but uh, All good things. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But Cheval and I are both going to be married by April next year, which is absolutely insane um <laughs> to think about yeah yeah old 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 fucking people getting married like i like this is something like when i was a kid i was like no that's not a real thing right. you don't have a, a point where <laughs> oh everybody around you's getting married but it's also funny because feel like half the people i knew had all your babies like four years ago and right. i was like yikes that was a mistake but yeah you know, yeah yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> not, not to judge people but like i don't yeah. i was <laughs> not <laughs> capable child care at that age so Mm-mm. who knows no, but... no there will be no baby talk probably on this podcast no. so that's probably a bonus for a lot of people <laughs> um yeah that's probably never gonna happen uh sorry to disappoint anybody who was expecting to hear about babies in a berserk podcast but um I... yeah <laughs> no that's I... really what you guys want the content you crave yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby 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 blogger mommy stuff, you know, all that shit. But <laughs> No, I'm glad that we're I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we took a break. Um I'm also glad I get to just talk to you about dumb stuff again because um actually right before we came in here, <laughs> I got on Twitter and saw people really mad because um apparently people are pirating, not pirating, sorry cuz it's not actually pirating. But, you know, so a new Metroid game came out on Switch, which I, I do want to get. I do want to play it eventually because I love Metroid. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, I may get it on PC just to spite people who like Nintendo a lot now because I'm really petty. But um, <laughs> I mean, a new one, a new one, <laughs> a new one came out on Friday, and obviously there's a lot of emulators online that are Switch emulators, and they came out and said, "Hey, we have a copy too. If you have the emulator, you can play it on your emulator on your PC. It'll run better than it does on Switch." 4K, 60 frames per second, all that shit. And, um, you know, a couple of places, I think only people are focusing on Kotaku because they hate Kotaku. But um, a few different places published about this because it's a very popular emulator. I think it's the Yuzu emulator. But um, they posted about this. This is news, right? Like, this is news. Emulation is very popular. A lot of people play their games through emulation. And uh, a lot of people on Twitter just started, like, basically cursing them out and saying like you know how dare you take away take food out of the mouth of nintendo 
because you're telling people to emulate this game instead of paying for it, even though that's not really what the articles are saying either. And it just made me laugh. I just, I, I, I you know, I, I, I've, I've probably talked about Nintendo a lot on this podcast because I don't like them in a lot of ways, but I don't <laughs> like most gaming companies. <laughs> but they really piss me off in a very specific way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this just made me laugh because I feel like people are framing it like it's gonna make no new Metroid games ever come out again. Like that's what's like that's why we haven't gotten a Metroid right. game because Nintendo has just been worried about sales or something. It- it's just uh, it it just makes me laugh. Like I don't know, it's just really funny. <laughs> it's really funny, and like it's funny to me that like. I guess this specific game is what people are getting hung up on in a way because like yes Metroid has always been like a speedrun game and stuff too right like it's been pretty popular yeah. in like those communities as well which you know sometimes run on emulators because you can't get it or you can't get it to work like optimally on you know, certain right. consoles. And so, like... <laughs> the wild. <laughs> I, I think that makes it funnier to me, in a way, because, like, it's specifically Metroid, which is, like, the speedrun game. I think the first speedrun I ever saw was yes, at Acon. You're, oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my but, god. And, and most people who speedrun this game aren't playing a, a, a purchased copy of it. Do people think that they're playing a purchased copy right. of this game? Like, like what the fuck? Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, they probably own, like, a physical copy, too, just because, like, you know, when you're excited, you buy something, but, like... Yeah, you're a fan, and you like something, it's yeah. Silly. <laughs> it's silly to me, and, like, I've talked to you before about how, like, uh, like some of my favorite games aren't really accessible anymore. Um, yeah, I a ghost trip, right? Oh my fucking god. Like, I check every few years on, like, online to see if maybe someone is selling, like, a ghost trick copy for, like, I would honestly even pay 50 bucks for it, you know? Like, I know that seems like mm-hmm, a lot, mm-hmm. but when it goes for over $130 most of the time, um, 50 bucks doesn't seem like a lot. But No, and, like, it's not, yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, if you're buying used copies, like, that's not going to Nintendo. You know, that's going to, like, the individual seller and stuff, too. So, like, you can get copies Mm -hmm. in ways that, like, aren't giving money to Nintendo. So it's just very silly to me to be like, oh, this is, like, killing the game industry. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, because this isn't, like, a, this isn't, like, an indie, like, small developer's game that just came out. And a bunch of people stole it, right? Which, like, let's be real. How often does that happen? Never. And and I just think it's so funny because you're right. Here's the thing. A lot of people who are going to play this game are probably going to play it secondhand. That's how a lot of people play a lot of games. Like, a lot of people who play it aren't the first person person who, like, purchased it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not... Like, that's what the used games market is, like you said. Like, Nintendo doesn't make any money off of Metroid probably trading hands, like, four times, right? So, at that right. point, they're already, quote-unquote, losing more money if this that's what these people care about. So, like, I feel like it's just people bootlicking for the sake of something they like a lot. Right. And it's just very, like, strange. Because, I, I mean, because I've emulated so many games because, like, you can't find them anymore. Or you right. can't, like, exactly. get... Uh, original copy of Yoshi's Island or some shit. Like, how the fuck am I gonna get that? 
Oh, but it's gonna... coming out on the fucking uh, thing you can pay more money for that you remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I should get it through Nintendo's uh, subscription service so I can play their shitty emulated version that'll probably have screen tearing and will literally crash like it does already. Yeah, that's and you like that's it. the thing is like that's the thing that uh, like okay, that's the thing that pisses me off about Nintendo with like releasing these old games, right? They're not doing anything to them. They're literally yeah. just like Porting them. They they have the old file and they like yeah they just porting them. They're not they they could they have the original game, and which is the reason why people are emulating it because they're like oh I'll never be able to play it like because Nintendo doesn't republish the games on purpose. Like they created a scarcity issue with that 3D Mario collection, but guess what? You can still go buy that at Best Buy today for twenty bucks less than it came out for over yeah. a year ago. But whatever. It, it it's just it's it's like. It's like people are just mad because they're like, you're doing thing I was told was bad. But then it's like, if you think about it for more than five seconds, it's like, it really is like the maybe few thousand people who are going to emulate this game for a few hours. Is that really going to hurt Nintendo? Like, are they really not going to come out with Metroid 4 or Metroid 3 because because a bunch of nerds (laughs) torrented their game? They're like, oh no, they don't care. Like, I mean, they do care, obviously. Nintendo does care a little too much, and I feel like that's why people, like, feel like it's a bad thing, because Nintendo says it's a bad thing. Because I remember, like, a couple years back when they went on, like, a purge and, like, a tear and, like, Mm -hmm. took down all these emulating sites and all these, like, years of, like, libraries full of games that, like, aren't even available anymore. Exactly. And I was like, for what? You know? Like, why did you do that? And... It's just greed, you know? And so it's very silly to me when people say shit like that. Because to me, that's like like people being like, oh, you shouldn't use like a pirated version of Photoshop that you don't have to pay monthly for, you know? I'm just like... Yeah, like what? Like, Okay. (laughs) Why do you want the money to go to the corporation so bad? And like, that's what I don't get. And then I saw somebody literally say like, Hey, I get it. We were all broke and we emulated stuff, but if you have the money, you should pay for it. And I was no. like, "Well, no. I can do what I want. You you can't you don't have to tell me what to do with like like shut up first of all. And second <laughs> of all, like why is it so centered on like I could buy it, why can't you buy it? Okay, you wanted to buy it. Good for you because you wanted to play it on your Switch, and I might do the same, but I honestly <laughs> the footage of that PC version of Dread looked kind of good, so I might <laughs> You're like, I might slide mm-hmm. over there because I, I mean, I mean, full disclosure. I already like I. And here's the thing: I can say this because I bought Breath of the Wild, right? And now you right. can't. How you can't give me Nintendo? Fuck you! But I, I played Breath of the Wild on PC, and it's it's just better, right? Like it, right. it just works better. It runs better. The game plays better, and it runs better because because Breath of the Wild still chugs like my motherfucker to yeah, this day work. on any version of the Switch, even the OLED. It, it's it's terrible. And it's such a beautiful game when you actually, like, let it do what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like people get too defensive of the wrong thing, right? It's like, maybe you should be mad at, like... And this isn't about Metroid Dread, because Metroid Dread actually runs pretty well on the Switch. It's just not 4K, I think. Mm-hmm. But, um... I don't know. It's just really funny when people are like, you didn't do the right thing, and that makes me upset for right. reasons I can't explain very well. <laughs> I mean, besides, I I bought it. You should buy it too. (laughs) I mean, I feel like there's. 
it, I'm trying to figure out how to word this, because, like, I had a thing, and then it, like, it flew out of my head, but, like, I don't know. I guess I have, like, a very lax view of piracy in general, because I, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 13 to 18, we lived in uh, Jordan in the Middle East, and there were literally mm-hmm. stores, like, storefronts, where you would go and buy, like, pirated movies and games and stuff, and they were, like, five bucks yeah. or whatever, you know? And, like... That was normal, and, like, you know, um, torrenting things was normal, and doing all these things was perfectly normal. It took forever to torrent there, but, like, you know, like, that's how you could access a lot of stuff. And so, I I just remember one time specifically, (laughs) we got back to the States, and um, I would always torrent Game of Thrones to watch with my friend in Australia, because we would (laughs) both, like, watch it at the same time, and, like send each other stuff in the chat. This was before Rabbit. I'm really old. Um, but... Yes. Uh, we got... <laughs> yeah, we got, like, a warning in the mail from, like, our internet company that was like, you torrented this thing. And my dad came and was like, mm-hmm. did you torrent this? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, don't do that. And I was like, you're the one who taught me how to torrent. Like, what do you... I got it from you, dad. <laughs> And it was so fucking confusing. That was, like, one of my biggest culture shock moments when we came back to the States. It was like, you can't torrent anymore. And I was like, what? You can't torrent stuff? Well, well, and that's the thing, right? And, like, I get it. I get it. We're exposing ourselves. I don't really care. Because I, I feel care. like a lot of people, like, piracy is, like, like I- I'm sorry. It, what Piracy's is it actually good, hurting in a lot of ways? If you can tell me, send me an email at we'reunpackingit at gmail.com and I won't read it. But, uh, <laughs> but, but <laughs> Sorry. No, but yeah. Yeah, like, here's the thing. I grew up, most of the movies we watched were like bootleg discs that we got from some nigga down the street. Like, 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 you you didn't see a lot of movies in theaters. Yeah, I get it. Like, or like, we would go visit New York where we had a bunch of cousins and shit. And you just walk down the street and there's a dude selling you bootleg DVDs. Like, piracy is all around us. And I feel like people don't like that, like, people are going to keep doing it even though it's easier not to pirate in some ways even though it's really not like because right. i feel like people are like oh it's so cheap and easy to stream now but it's like okay, okay um have- most of the content isn't there right like half the shit you want to watch isn't there sometimes i'm in something i've noticed recently is that sometimes the subtitles are fucking god awful oh on streaming god. services they are terrible They're they so miss bad. every other word sometimes they don't even know what they the word is shit? i will watch multiple shows they misspell shit i watch shows where it's like mostly a black cast or something and they'll just put inaudible cuz they don't know what slang means like it's oh it's so god. fucking like tragic in and, and like that's the thing is like streaming isn't perfect because you can't find all the shows you want. A lot of international stuff isn't available. Sometimes mm-hmm. seasons of stuff isn't even there. So right. why not take it into your own hands to get the episode you're trying to find, right? right. Like I I don't get people who are like, well, it's so easy now, and it's like, well, no, it's not because there's still plenty of Nintendo games that you can't fucking play unless you go download a DS emulator and slap that bitch in because they're not making any more copies of that game ever again. And there's no exactly. way you'll get your hands on it unless you take the quote unquote easy route and pay 250 bucks. Like, okay, I was one more sidebar about this, right? Like, even like as far as like I watch YouTubers who review old games, right? Sometimes they don't even buy the game because it's not worth it. Because the game will cost them like $250 to get an old PS1 game that they know fucking blows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the only reason they bought it is because they knew that would be the only way they could play it because there's no good there's not even a good emulation 
like right. ROM on online, right? And like, I feel like that's the thing is people don't realize like there are games that will be lost and. I get it. That the alternative is like, let's remaster everything 300 times. I hate oh, that. It's hate terrible. That. We lose a lot of stuff along the way. And sometimes they literally change games incredibly in between iterations, which is also mm-hmm. not cool all the time. So it's just, I, I don't know. I feel like people need to ease up on piracy, especially when it's not hurting, quote unquote, the little guy. It's hurting HBO yeah. and Nintendo, which isn't hurting them at all. They're good. They're, they're exactly. Be all right. Like, there's <laughs> a be, huge difference between be like stealing someone's like short film or like an indie, like someone who like like Undertale or something. Like, if someone pirated Undertale, I would kind of be oh, like, yeah. He gives you so much, you know. Like, you, it's like fifteen. I'd be bucks, salty as fuck. Yeah, like I think that's shitty, obviously, and I think that like you know, genuinely small game companies, I do like. I do think you should buy from, like, you know, independent visual novel creators, and I do think you should buy things yeah. like Hades from Supergiant directly and stuff, you know, because that helps yeah. them, you know, improve as a company to give you more. But when you get to Actual stuff like small Nintendo, teams. that, like, you know, like, some of their stuff is even stuff from, like, Supergiant or whatever. It's just, like, very silly mm-hmm. to me when it comes to, like, their big-name games, I guess, like any Zelda game, any Mario game, whatever, the Metroid, you know, like, it's, mm-hmm. it just becomes very silly to me. But I also, <laughs> I kind of have a theory that some people are so mad about it because they don't know how to do it. Because, um, I... <laughs> You're right. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. Because I remember a few, oh god, this was longer than a few years ago. This was a while ago. Um, I was talking to my sister, and I was like, oh, you should watch this anime because it's, like, really good, and I think you would really like it a lot. And she, like, messaged me later, and she was like, oh, it's not on Netflix, so I can't watch it. And I was like, what do you mean it's not? Go pirate it. What? Go yeah. It didn't I teach you and better? She, and she was like, what? And I realized she didn't know how. I realized she didn't know how to look up, like, watch anime online free and find, like, watch One, two, anime. three movies. Right. Um, what was it? It was like myramenwatch.com or something, you know, like it was <laughs> stuff like that where like there's definitely sketchy shit, but they also have like really good files that you can watch without like corrupting your computer or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. It's just so funny to me because like, and I was like, oh, just like stream it on like a site. And she's like, is that legal? And I was like, no, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, what but you yeah, know, like yeah, know. it is. But do you think somebody's gonna bust down your fucking door? Here's yeah. the thing about like the like even the torrenting thing, right? Like if you have a VPN and hey, kids, take notes. If you have a VPN, VPN. like you can get away with with the torrenting stuff, right? But here's the thing: I torrented for years without a VPN, and nothing happened to Same. me. <laughs> and I don't. I feel like people don't get that. Like the first time something happened to me. Like, I shit you not, I was torrenting something on campus at uh, my college, which uh. <laughs> you can look up where I go to college, it's really easy, where I, where I, went, where I went to college, but it's really easy. But I, I, I had been torrenting something at my um, apartment, and I folded up my laptop, brought it to school, and it automatically oh, connected no. to Wi-Fi, and it started torrenting again. So I got called into the office, and they were like, hey, you can't do this again. And that's all that happened, right? Is they were just like, yeah, it was a hey, slap. can you just not do this? Like, they literally didn't even care. I think the guy even said, I shit you not, he even said, like, I don't even care what you're downloading. I don't care that you're downloading it, but it it, it reflects poorly on our campus, so you can't do it on campus. He even said that to me, like, verbatim. He was like, just don't do it here. Like, like 
and that's and that's the thing like because honestly what was i torrenting probably hbo shows that i couldn't afford because i didn't have a subscription and um old anime that i couldn't find anywhere yeah like i was torrenting like yu yu haku show or something because i'm a fucking nerd and guess who's that's gonna hurt nobody nobody <laughs> yu yu haku show doesn't have like billions of dollars left to make it's an old anime that guess what i don't need a funimation subscription i can just go download it fuck you <laughs> like god i think we talked about this last time too there's too many fucking subscription services and if you truly want access to like everything that you Uh, want access to it's on like three different platforms so they're like like maybe they're only like nine dollars a piece at their base price or whatever but that's still 27 dollars a month because you're trying to maintain those Mm -hmm. to like watch things you want to watch and they're all on different things because uh, that's just fucking normal now everyone has their own streaming service and it's really fucking every channel does also (laughs) I just had, like, this vivid memory of, like, all these tapes we had of stuff my grandparents, like, recorded on the TV, and it was, like, full <laughs> movies and, like, people uh, shows and, like, all kinds of stuff, and I'm, like, I guess that was piracy, you know, like, and, like, because, like, like, we didn't pay for it, but it's stupid, right. you know? That, like that—that's—that's that's the funny thing is like we used to have everybody used to have these back in the day, and this is just showing our age. We say as if we're actually old, but remember like those old um, like converters that would have like a DVD side and like a tape side. Yes, and you could plug it into your TV. Yep, and you could yeah you could transfer discs to tape and vice versa, mm-hmm. and you could also record stuff from the TV and put it directly on a tape or a DVD. Oh my God, we did that shit all of the time. Oh yeah, and. It, it was for shit we wanted to watch. And my mom probably still probably has a shelf full of blank, not blank, but like, you know, regular CDRs right. or DVDRs or whatever. And like tapes was just a bunch of movies, some of which might be censored because we were watching them on TV. Oh my just God. like on there. And <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it was so much more regular. And I feel like now we kind of have been tricked by like the, oh, you can get everything on streaming. And it's like, no, I can't. You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I literally can't get everything thing. on streaming. Yeah, because they'll, they'll be oh, like, yeah, like, oh, like Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah. I think Bandcamp is really the best, like, quote-unquote streaming service just because you can directly support artists through it, and it's not just, like, giving them, yes. like, a tuppence, you know, for, like, a stream or whatever. And, like, I'm not saying Spotify <laughs> can't make a... people money. <laughs> right, right. No, yeah. And, and yeah, and, like it's better than giving them a hundredth of a cent, right? You can just give them right. money. And yeah. I yeah, a, a lot of releases are crossover on Bandcamp too, and you can just mm-hmm. go buy it there directly, which is really nice. Like there are some rappers I like a lot too. I think like Bruiser Brigade, um Danny Brown's label. They put out an album only on Bandcamp, so you can only listen to it on there. Oh, good for Danny Brown. I honestly I honestly support because it, it, like, let's be real. If you if you still want to listen to it on a streaming site, there's ways to add it to your streaming library, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really hurt that. So, you know, right. do that instead. Sometimes, if you'd like somebody's stuff, buy it off Bandcamp because you can just yeah. give them the money rather than uh, giving them a thousandth of a cent every uh, ten times you listen to a song. So, right. Or if yeah, you really like something, go buy the physical nicer. copy of it. You know, like like I think it's kind of different with that kind of stuff, right? Like. I think music is different in the sense of piracy because usually it does directly impact a musician and not like 
the full company, but also I don't think Britney mm-hmm. Spears is going to hunt me down because I had, like, a pirated copy of, like, Oops, I Did It Again when I was, like, 10. You know, like, it's... <laughs> the, that Bitch, kind of I saw you using LimeWire. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking sue you. I had so much... I didn't, like, have a concept of how money worked back then, so I was just like, yeah, it's all for free. Yeah, it's all... It's That's how I felt. I was like... Because there would be so many times, I think before I turned like 16 or 17, where saw a song would come out and somebody's like, go buy it on iTunes. And then like my brain would immediately, because my brother showed me how to do this, I'd be like, but why wouldn't I just use LimeWire? Literally. Like, I don't get it. Why wouldn't <laughs> I just go find it on there instead of paying you 99 cents for this song? I'm small. I don't have money. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like I don't, I'm, I'm I don't have the funds. Like, I would buy <laughs> certain albums on Sorry, T.I. <laughs> With, like, gift cards I got, and I would, like, figure out which ones I liked through, like, services like Groove Shark or LimeWire, you know? And, yes. like, then Frost I Wire. Would... Ooh. Oh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, just, like, you know, I would pull from stuff like that, and then if I really liked something, I'd be like, okay, I want to support this person directly, and I would go, quote-unquote, buy the physical thing, you know? but Or yeah. the digital copy, whatever the fuck. I don't know. I think, like... Yeah, and... Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, I was just gonna say, I I just... I feel like people, like, they always make up that myth where they're like, well, you're never gonna actually support it. And it's like, that's not true, right? Like, like, there are artists who put out free music. Like, they're... Like, the whole mixtape game with rappers, like, in the mid... In the early Mm -hmm. 2000s and, like, uh, late 2000s, right? Like, a lot of them gained fans through free music they put out for free. Like, music that they, like... Right. gave directly to them and people were still stealing their music and a lot of those people did go on to either like go to a concert or buy merch or buy music like if somebody likes something they're gonna support it and exactly. i feel like piracy doesn't stop that like i feel like it doesn't stop it in its tracks but yeah 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 i think i think like being like overly enthusiastic about like yelling at people who pirate is stupid like i don't think you should do that i yes. think it's a very silly <laughs> crusade go- to have your goofball. yeah it's like what are you doing but like i i don't know i get it in the case of like smaller artists like across the field whether it's film music games books like you should support individual artists that is absolutely true and like if you do like you know pirate something from a small artist you you should get it when you can you know when you have money you should go back yeah. and give it to them but like i you cannot make me give a shit about nintendo or hbo or like you know bigger yeah sorry even like i just don't care and like do i have streaming services now yeah i do and again it's that i have the money so i can afford to do that now and it was easier for a while but like now it's getting harder again to you know have those streaming services and i'm just like well are we gonna go back to basics i might go back to basics See, I, I feel like people aren't being honest that streaming services actually did used to be better like mm-hmm. they did used to have more yeah, shit that wasn't just great. them cranking out originals or whatever like they had a lot of licenses they could use Right. But now the licenses are being used by the people who own them to start their own streaming service. So, so now, like, it's like how, because that's the thing, like, 
yeah, fuck Disney, because that's the whole reason they started their thing, is they knew they had everything spread out around everybody else, and they were like, hmm, what if I just took all that back and started my own service? And it worked, because it's one of the most popular streaming services. I don't, so, uh, whatever. Yikes. It's Marvel, yeah. I blame Marvel, we're moving on. <laughs> but yeah. Oh no, Mar- yeah, F- fucking Marvel, dude. Let's rock. Let's go ahead and get going. Yeah, let's get going. So, guys, um, if you, in case you haven't heard, I don't think we've said it the past few episodes. We are indeed in the golden age. Um, so, yeah, the golden <laughs> age, we're knee deep in it, or rather, like, toe deep in it. I, I, I was laughing because I was listening to the last few episodes, and I was like, man, I sure keep, po- like, pounding it home <laughs> that we're in the golden age. But I think you everybody really has make sure. figured out. Yeah, I really want to make sure. But yeah, we covered three chapters last episode. So um, if you guys want to see that stuff in depth, I recommend going back to episode nine. It was a really good one. Um, yes. Was able to give enough, each chapter enough time to breathe and everything too. Just because they are they kind of lead into each other and we kind of talk about that. But yeah, we'll go ahead and go get into the summary. So we started with um, chapter five of the Golden Age. Um, we did uh, chapters five, six, and seven. And this is after the fight that the Band of the Hawk had with uh, Guts when they saw him and said, uh, let's just run his pockets real quick and rob him. Because um, Big brain shit. <laughs> they noticed he was the guy on the other side who was whooping ass. And they were like, yeah, let's test him real quick. So, um, yeah, real big brain, big brain moment by the Band of the Hawk. Um, we got a real quick dream sequence um, from Guts for the first few pages, kind of going over the fact that he still has some guilt about killing Gambino. Um, he still has a lot of trauma related to his um, rape by one of the men in the camp that he was in when he was a child. Um, and also, you know, Shisu as well. He still has a lot of guilt built into that, thinking that, you know, he might have made her sick and killed her whenever she passed away when he was very young. But um, after that, we see that Casca was made to lay with Guts um, to warm his body back up after he got his ass uh, stabbed by um, uh, by our boy Griffith during a fight and lost a lot of blood. Um, And uh, he wakes up the next day, kind of like not really remembering what happened, not sure if he actually laid down with Casca and stuff, uh, which he's immediately given a reminder of by getting, you know, gut punched by her or rather punched directly in his wound by her. Uh, after he wakes up and you know he goes over to griffith griffith's kind of checking him out saying like hey man how you doing i like your big ass sword uh one thing leads to another and they start dueling and one of the conditions he makes for guts is like hey if i beat you in this uh i own you basically Uh, you're 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 my dude now and you work for me because i can tell that you're really sloppy when you fight and i want to know who you can be right so the two get into a brawl um, as the rest of the band of the hawk is watching, Casca is watching from behind a tree because she's very sneaky and um, uh, definitely not jealous at all. No, not at all. And the two are going at it. Uh, we get a couple of <laughs> exactly not not even sort of jealous. We get a couple of cool um, shots of the two because they're kind of opposite sides of the spectrum. Uh, Griffith is kind of like a more light on his foot fighter with. It's not a it's not a rapier or I forgot how you pronounce that sword. It's kind of like a What's the curved sword that starts with the S? A scimitar? I don't think it's quite curved enough like for a, a scimitar. Saber? Yeah, it's not quite curved enough. A sa- it's yeah, a saber, it's like a saber. Yeah. That's that's a yeah, it's a saber, right? Yeah, yeah. He has like a thin saber, and uh, Guts is wielding a uh, gigantic piece of iron that he pretends is a sword. Um, but <laughs> he just picked it up. But yeah, um, we get a couple of cool moments. Yeah, he just picked it up one day and decided to swing it around after it had a handle on it. He put a broom handle on it and just fucking went ham. 
So um, we get <laughs> we get a couple of cool moments between the two. Uh, specifically, um, Griffith jumps on Guts' sword, and uh, Guts responds in kind by biting his sword, uh, by biting Griffith's sword in his mouth to like basically shock him into the next part of the fight where he rolls down the hill and beats his ass before <laughs> Griffith ends up getting the upper hand. And says, fuck you, dislocates his arm, says, I win, you belong to me, right? Which, um, not to skip past this part, but he's very specific to say, now you belong to me, looks deep into his eyes. Mm -hmm. He's one of the Hawks. So Griffith actually joins the Hawks and, you know, is almost jumped by them in the middle of the night before Casca decides (laughs) that she needs to jump in and then lets Gus know she's too cool to actually let him know she wanted him to live. Uh, And then we fast forward to the next day. We're at yet another siege with the band of the Hawk, uh, Guts in tow as well. And he's told to lead up a charge from behind, and um, which is kind of implied to be one of the most dangerous jobs around. Um, partway through it, Guts gets into a really big brawl. It has to kind of run for his life <laughs> yeah. while fighting several dudes on horseback, kicking a lot of ass, doing a lot of cool Zorro shit, um, you know, leaning off his horse, kicking dudes in the face real um, stylish stuff before Mm -hmm. um, Griffith comes through after they finish their part of the siege and um, rescues him. So he comes through with our boy Pippin, who's smashing heads, knocking people out. Uh, He swoops Griffith up on his, I'm sorry, swoops uh, guts up on his sword, on his uh, horse, and they rescue him, bring him to safety, blow a bunch of dudes up with cannons after we leave them into a trap. And it's time to celebrate. So um after all of this, um, the, the Band of the Hawk gets together. They sit down for a meal, you know, to celebrate their victory. Guts is kind of broody by himself in a corner, not really wanting to talk to anybody before. Uh, Judo, Pippin, and uh, Rickert. That's his name, right? Rickert? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Rickert. Um, they all come to see him, and they plop him right down in the middle of everybody and say, hey, you're going to have fun, goddammit, before we get a really cool uh, shot of... Casca doing the same thing Griffith was doing and kind of brooding over everybody, watching as, you know, she kind of sees Griffith focus his attention on somebody else, right? So, right. and that's and that's where we left off. So now we're on chapter O, if you're reading a lot, P-O, sorry, 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 uh, P-0. <laughs> yes. If you're reading online with us at readberserk.com, this is also the, um, if I'm not mistaken, the fifth volume of the Dark Horse edition. And um, I'm actually going to start putting the chapters in the description. I'm going to go back and backdate some of the other ones, too, for people who are following along. But also, I know that a lot of people read the collector's editions uh, Mm -hmm. bindings of Berserk, which I'm starting to collect, too. So I'm going to start putting which volumes those are in. Because those collect, like... No, that is so sick. Which ones do you have? Um, I think he got, like, one through five, and one is still, like, on its way or something like that. I think he, like, got a good deal on them and went ahead and got them. I, That's I, so cool. I keep forgetting he has them, and I've just been, like, on my phone <laughs> reading my pirated copy of Berserk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, and this is why piracy is bad. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we love you, Mira. Sorry, Mira. Um, rest in peace. But uh, see, but we're we're accumulating them. It's fine. To my defense, I tried to buy the first. Yeah, I'm buying them. But it was sold out because everyone is reading it now, which is good. Everyone should read it. But which is good. 
yeah, everybody everybody should be reading it. But no, I just recently purchased the first hard book volume. Nice. Um, I'm going to try to collect them in order just because I know my brain will go insane if I'm like missing numbers and I don't oh, know they're yes. on their way. So, and I also want to start reading from where I left off on the online version. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, um, that info is coming for you guys um, who may be listening to this in the future now who... Um, didn't uh, or aren't reading it <laughs> through a Chrome browser, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So now we're gonna we're gonna jump into chapter P um, or, or chapter eight of the Golden Age, and yeah. So we get another shot of guts. Um, this is this seems to be the day after, like the day directly after, because you know you got a lot of people slumped over, drunk. Uh, you know they had a really good time last night celebrating their um, bloodshed and victory. We never get another shot of Guts kind of sitting in the castle wall, looking down and kind of thinking about the good times he had with a lot of the people last night. You know, there's like a little shot of him, you know, reflecting on a lot of the guys grabbing him and being like, hey, man, we love you. This is a good time. Like you did a good job in battle, all that stuff. Right. Before um, Judo shows up and he's like, hey, you really like high places, right? Um, What you up to? So how you like the Band of the Hawk? What's up? Right. Kind of like that one annoying friend who sees that you're really uh trying to not be bothered and comes up and bothers you immediately um and immediately guts is kind of like well it's 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 different here you know and kind of judo explains that right and i kind of i'm kind of slowing down on this part because you'll, you'll see these next couple chapters we cover there's not a lot of battle but there is some story building but it doesn't mm-hmm. move the story quite forward enough so we're gonna go a little slower because the, sh- the chapters are pretty short too yeah but um, yeah, so one thing Judo says is, you know, we've got escaped prisoners, street urchins, sons of blacksmiths, and even second sons of poor aristocrats and ours. So it's not just the regular band of mercenaries, right? It's like outcasts. It's not just, you know, guys you want to sign up and make a ton of money. And one thing Judo says is that these guys were all charmed by Griffith, you know? They've all been sold a dream by Griffith that he's going to take them somewhere else. And Another thing Judo says is that, you know, he's not a big deal by himself, but none of us are. We all stick together. And I want to come back to this in, like, I think 10 chapters. Yes. <laughs> this is very um, interesting compared to how Griffith talks about the Band of the Hawk. Um, mm-hmm. So I do want to come back to this. Just just keep that in mind. Um, so Judo is kind of explaining him, you know, like, we all stick together. We all love each other. We're all charmed. And <laughs> one thing that Guts is kind of catching on to you. He's like, so what kind of guy is Griffith? And Judo is like, well, I mean, we don't really know. And, <laughs> you know, Guts is immediately kind of caught off guard by this. And he's like, so you all are charmed by him, but you don't know shit about him. And this is where we kind of get some more insight into why, you know, previous chapter, we got some commentary from somebody else in the battlefield. or one of the nobles who was like, he's got a dark energy about him. Uh, and one thing Judo says is just when you think he has a spine chilling look on his face, he smiles innocently like a baby. Is he a child or an adult? Good guy or a villain? I don't really know what he is. And then we get this really, this is one of my favorite panels. I think I've screenshotted because it's just really funny. Um, we get grit, we get guts kind of thinking about Griffith in the two expressions that Judo just described. 
And, you know, it's like his, like, you know, I'm baby smile with his, you know, soft eyes and, you know, soft features. And the other one, he looks like he's, like, beating your ass at Smash Bros. and is not going to stop. It's going to make you cry. <laughs> so I... I really and I really love this this panel. And then the other side is Gus kind of thinking about it, like, hmm, that Griffith guy is kind of uh, strange. But you know, Judo is kind of just going on about this, and it's like, you know, it's his it's his belief in everything. It's his conviction. We don't really care if he's a good or bad guy. It's more so that he's like believes in us and believes in accomplishing a mission. And you know, Guts, who hasn't really had in my opinion, a purpose in a lot of things, he's kind of like taken aback by this. So he kind of just walks away and is like, well, I'm going to go figure some things out on my own. Um, and as he's walking away, Judo lets him know, well, you'll find your place here. So it's okay. And then we get my favorite scene that we've seen so far yes. in this manga. That's, uh... Griffith taking a bath. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so Guts, you know, strolls away from Judo. It, it, it's, it's a really funny scene because it kind of happens out of nowhere. Also, just for as we're picturing this, just know that they don't show Dick in this manga, at least at, at least yet. I don't know if they ever do. Well, but not just, so just much know in this that case there's no kids. genitals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not so much in this case because as... Oh, shit, that's right. They're like 15. I'm yeah, just remembering 15. that. Okay, yeah. So they're all like 15. So keep this in mind, right? So don't get too creepy. Don't get too creepy, y'all. Yeah. And so, you know, Guts is kind of wandering around, uh, minding his own business, and he walks to a courtyard. Mind you, this is a courtyard. This is not like a shower room or like, you know, the soldiers' quarters <laughs> or anything. This is just in the middle of a large courtyard with a um it's not a fucking watering hole in my it's a well. goddamn seventies. What is that? A well. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, Nightman. I, I appreciate it. Um and he and we see Griffith by a well bathing himself, right? Just splashing water on his head. <laughs> and Guts walks in, and he's like, whoops. And immediately Griffith is like, hey, you can join me. You know, it's the best way to sober up since you got so drunk last night. And immediately Guts is like, uh, I don't know about that. But then they have a cute little water fight. Yes. And you know, splash water all over each other. Uh Griffith's naked, and we get a lot of cute anime faces. Literally just imagine like some kids in a water park or something like splashing each other like a couple of dumbasses. That's basically the scene we get. And you know, Judo's looking down at him like laughing, like, wow, we got a lot of energy today. So it's this really dumbasses over here. Cute scene of these Yeah, these couple of dumbasses throwing buckets of water on each other. And, you know, we get this cute uh, this cute little scene where they finally sit down and Griffith's like, well, that was some good exercise. And then, you know, Gus just dumps another bucket of water on his head. And, you know, it, it's it's another moment where it's like, wow, this this Griffith guy might be really cute. And, you know, we see them just kind of hanging out. But then Gus notices something hanging around Griffith's neck. And Griffith's like, oh, this? This weird necklace? And after we see this, this, this necklace is kind of familiar. It's the Behalet. It's 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 the Behalet we saw in the first few chapters of you're like, oh, no. um, the Black Swordsman arc. So yeah, yes, yes. So you this is immediately recognizable because this thing does not look normal. It's got mouths and eyes and noses all over it. So um, you know, immediately Griffith jumps into the story and he's like, well, I bought this from an old gypsy fortune teller ages ago. Um, don't say gypsy. And uh, the Behalet <laughs> the Behalet is also called <laughs> the Egg of the King. 
Um, I have a, I have a really funny uh, story about that word later. Um, if we have time, it's. I funny, also but do, but I want to hear um, yours too because that's really funny that we both have a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and and shout out to um, anybody who hates that word. We do too. Don't worry. But yeah, um, you see, it's said that whoever possesses this <laughs> is destined to obtain the world in exchange for his own flesh and blood. So we get an official explanation from Griffith himself. So it's the egg of the king, and you sacrifice your own flesh and blood to tame, you know, basically world domination is the kind of the way he explains it. And after he explains this, Guts is looking at it, and the behalot stares at him directly in the eye, which naturally creeps him the fuck out. And, of course, Griffith thinks it's really funny. So he's like, yeah, it's cool, right? It has, like, eyes and noses and shit. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, he goes on to continue, you know, basically flirting with Guts and, like, you know, and encouraging him. Like, yeah, I wouldn't get such a great soldier if I didn't, you know, have this thing. I, I really believe that I'm meant for greatness. And this is where we get started. And, you know, I will get my kingdom. I will become who I want to be. And we we see this full-page panel, which we got a full-page panel of the Behalot earlier. But we see another full-page uh, panel of <laughs> Griffith standing over Guts, like, fully in the buff. Um, just kind of, like staring down at him because a couple seconds ago he like just got up while he was talking and <laughs> I always laugh at this part because it looks like Guts is like blinded by like the shine of Griffith even though like he's standing like in front of the sun right like the sun is shining in his eyes mm-hmm. but he's like whoa dude what the fuck <laughs> and um it's like one thing he shit. says again and yeah, there's, like, doves flying, there's, like, light everywhere, and, you know, Griffith is like, you will fight for my cause because you belong to me. And once again, he's saying this verbatim, like, you belong to me. I will decide the place where you die, right? <laughs> Which, weird flex, but okay. And, you know, we, we kind of flash forward to the next scene. Uh, Guts has left his little bath party with Griffith, and he's kind of sitting on the back, like, in the back of the castle near... I would say he's, like, near the moat that's outside the castle. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Kind of, like, you know, reflecting on... Yeah, yeah, because we see a little bridge in between the gate and the castle. And he's like, you know, wow, is he, like, serious? He literally just told me, you know, he's going to accomplish everything he wants to accomplish. He's not even a knight. He's not nobility. He's just a punk like me. Like, why would he believe he could do something like that? And as he's reflecting all this, you know, he kind of watches this uh, dragonfly fly into the air, and he's like, what have I been doing like for the past four years? You know, you know, like as we all do when we're 15 guts thinks, you know, wow, what have I been wasting my life doing these past four years? And, you know, he thinks, you know, all he's really been doing is surviving, you know, fighting in battles, just trying to stay alive, killing people for money. He thinks about Gambino, um, which I'll talk about later. He thinks about his um, trek through, you know, the wasteland after he fell off the cliff and had to fight those wolves and then as he's kind of reflecting all this stuff, he gets pushed into the water <laughs> by Rickert. He's like, so he's standing he's on like, the hey, what's up, man? platform and yes. Rickert like throws the door open and knocks him in. And he's like, uh. Yeah. Because to be fair, Griffith, uh, Griffith was like, I'm sorry, Guts was like standing next to like directly in front of the door. So Rickert opens it and like just knocks him full into the water. And we get a little, nice little panel of him floating over the water before he realizes what happens. Um, and he's like, hey, dude, I heard you were, you did so awesome yesterday. Like you did so great under your command. Congratulations. You earned a place here. 
after he just like you know drenched him in water after you know he already had his little stupid water fight with with guts and then you know once again full-on anime moment pippin walks through the door and then knocks rickard in so you know everybody's just having a good time yes <laughs> and you know as we see this we see Casca kind of looking down and watching them you know you know scrabble and be little dumbasses on their own time right and you know after that we get another flash forward we see yet another battle i was wrong we do indeed see at least one battle scene in this episode why would i not expect that there's another one next episode we see griffith about to command his yes oh my god chapter the whole like first (laughs) there's so many first like half of the next chapter is a battle scene it's fine Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I love I love Mira. He 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 knows, he knows what he's about. So we see uh, Griffith heading his his part of the army, uh, the band of the Hawk, telling him to stall before they all run into battle together. And we see guts, you know, do his you know I have no feelings. I must kill face before he you know charges in the battle. And that's the end of chapter eight of the Golden Age. Slash. Slash. What do you need? Yes, I am ready to start the very first chapter of Berserk. Yes. Okay. So uh, now that we've done chapter eight, um, it's time to do chapter one of Berserk, <laughs> the manga. Uh, there's a little reset. Makes sense, here. right? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, there's a little reset right here. So it's technically like... And some people say you should start here, too, but I really disagree with that. Again, like, I I really do think you should start at the beginning. I know it's a slog sometimes, but I really do think you should. Anyway, so this is technically, like, after... For context... Oh, oh yeah, all, all I was gonna say is for context. This is this is the seventeenth chapter of Berserk. Seventeenth. <laughs> there there there's sixteen other chapters before this. So just for context, you were literally skipping sixteen chapters if you start here. So don't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's so many like little character things too. Anyways, um, so I don't know if this was like a Shonen Jump thing and they were like, you need to like recap this because it's getting popular and it's best to just like do like a new start for it. And it doesn't like recount everything that we've already been through. Don't worry. It's just like Guts' time onward. So yeah. Yeah. Um, But getting into this, we open on a uh, extremely cool panel of a hand that's like all veiny and clawed and shit. It looks really cool. And it's holding the bailet in its hand. Um, Just there's some very poetic lines in here. Kind of talking about Guts and Griffith both. Um, And then we are in another fight scene. I know you're all super shocked (laughs) um, that there's another fight scene in Berserk. But there's a huge battle going on. And uh, we get the first text box we really get. It says, the war has gone on for 100 years. And I'm like, it sure has. It does feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's how old Gus is? That's crazy. (laughs) Fucking nuts. Um, (laughs) But Mira's starting off this uh, new chapter of his, new volume, new new manga of his with, like, a bang. There's a lot of uh, stabbing, there's a lot of gore, um, lots of horses, all the things he likes the most. Um, 
And we haven't seen our main characters yet. We've only seen um, the enemies so far. And they call themselves uh, the Black Ram Iron Lance Heavy Calvary. And, like, I love the names they pick for these. That's why I'm throwing <laughs> it in there, because I think they're very funny. It's so the ominous. Top, and I love them so much. <laughs> um, but, yes. but it seems like, you know, it's kind of another big shot um, they're an actual, like, army, so they're kind of, like, a well-known army, and they're like, oh, we can take this, and then it cuts to this king, like, up on a hill, and he's like, what a disaster to think that a mere 3,000 horsemen could confound us, so I just, I read that, and I was like, how many people do you have, bro? Mere? Like, how, how big is your army? <laughs> excuse you i was like uh okay um but we get his like calvary like charging on and then we see uh one dude on a horse and i will give you two seconds to figure out who it is um (laughs) it's it's guts he's on a horse and he's uh, a lot stronger than the last time we saw him he has bulked up quite a bit um which is saying a lot because he was pretty big before he was i mean he was scrawny but he was like he was yeah. pretty ripped. Um, and so he whips out his, um, <laughs> his slab of iron and just starts charging these dudes. And they're like, no way. No, there's no <laughs> way. <He's not> <laughs> no. And he starts going for it in typical Guts fashion. He's mowing these dudes down. He is cutting into them. And uh, there's heads splitting. There's horses dying. He's just like... <laughs> carving this path literally through this like huge cavalry group and they're like it's it's one dude guy <laughs> come on guys <laughs> this is one dude just surround him and uh they they do manage to surround him but uh then griffith comes in because he always kind of lets guts take the lead and then he's like i am here now you scared them enough let's go um so he's commanding his dudes, and then there's much more of a battle scene <laughs> happening, lots of people <laughs> dying, uh, but it ends with the um, opponents retreating, and uh, Griffith is very pleased with that. He gives Guts a little, like, thumbs up from across the field, which is cute looking, um, and Guts is bloody, covered in stuff, kind of stoic as per usual, but... Usual, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's guts. But they get back to the base that they have, and everyone is like, yay, hooray, you know. But uh, his group of people, the people in his command, come up to him, and they're like, you're so cool. I can't believe you did that shit. You ran out on your own, and, like, that's why we're proud you're our leader. That's our boss. And he's, like, <laughs> and he's like a little bit sheepish, and he's like, I, I probably shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. And they're like, what? No, it was cool as shit. It's fine. Let's go drink. Um, but before they can go do that, uh, Casca calls him aside. And they call her Big Sis, which is like, it's cute. But I I have some stuff. I have some notes about that in a bit. But they're kind of like, oh, it's the unit commander. So she's kind of gone up in her level, too. They all have, like, new rankings, it seems. Um yeah, it's, it's been at least like, if not, I would say it's been at least like five years ish, something they like say that. Three just like years trying to gauge it. Three years? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. cool. So they're you. like 17, 18 now, around that age. Okay, okay. That, that um, adds up. Yeah, but she, she kind of hauls them aside and she's like, 
we need to talk. Let's go do this. And she's being very polite, but as they're walking off, his, his dudes are like, they're probably going to fight again, huh? <laughs> like, they, they're always at each other's throats. Uh, ever since Captain Guts joined the Band of the Hawk three years ago. That's where I got it. Um, yeah. I was like, where did I get that? Um, but Was he always yeah. this much taller than her? I know, he's like so tall now. <laughs> I don't think he was quite that tall before. I guess uh, puberty hit him hard once he had like stable food and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nourishment. As, as it does to one, yeah. <laughs> right. But... Uh, <laughs> But the second they're alone, she just starts chewing his ass out, which, like, is fair. <laughs> he should not have done that. But she's like, don't be stupid. Your job was to lead your unit with mine, and we were supposed to do the flank support. We're supposed to do this stuff. And then you went off, and you did your own thing, and you were super selfish. She's just, like, going at him. And she's like, you need to, like, remember your place. And... It seems like they've had this conversation a lot because he's just kind of like, oh, sorry, I'll be careful. And she's like, well, you always say that and you do it anyways. Mm -hmm. And nothing has changed over the past three years. And she says, uh, I'm going to read this verbatim, but uh, she says, you're satisfied as long as you get to cross swords with the enemy. You don't think about your comrades one bit. You're just a mad dog. Like, she's fucking pissed. But Guts reacts to part of it and we're not quite sure which part of it yet but he grabs her wrist and he's pissed and he's like say that again and she's just kind of like uh don't touch me um but yeah. <laughs> before that can escalate any further griffith comes in and he's like hey knock it out you know like he's playing like the mediator sort of um but <sighs> He's like, you know, I'll I'll talk to Guts. You can go ahead. And as Costco's walking off, she's like, you are too soft on him. And you need to, like, <laughs> crack down on him. And Guts is kind of like, oh, mm, whatever. But um, as she's leaving, uh, our favorite guy, Corcus, <laughs> is here. The best. And he's, and he's, you know, sowing seeds of discontent, as one does. And he's like... Well, he's Griffith's favorite, and it just makes you look bad when you call him out. And then he's like, I can kill him if you want. And uh, first of all, <laughs> that's really mm -hmm, funny. So funny. Um, but... No, you can't. We've seen you try before. You literally <laughs> couldn't kill him like three years ago, you bitch. Twice. Like, what are you talking twice about? Twice three years ago. Twice twice you couldn't kill him, you pussy. <laughs> but Costco's having none of this, and she like, knocks his feet out from under him so he falls down the stairs and she's just kind of like whoops <laughs> and walks off but um we we cut back to griffith and guts and griffith's like man y'all don't get along and it's been so long but whatever and guts is like well i do think about them and griffith's like huh and he's like i think about my comrades i'm not who i used to be and this is like a very vulnerable moment for guts obviously but um, Griffith is, like, reminiscing a little bit. And he's like, I remember our duel that decided you would, like, join us. And he was like, that's how fights should be. And Guts is like, that's not what I was talking about, but okay. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, let's go. People are celebrating you. And we should go drink. And he's like, uh... 
wait, I'm sorry. Like, he he's a lot more sheepish when it comes to Griffith than it comes to Casca. Like, you can tell yeah, he, like, yeah. r- defers to him much more. And Griffith is like, well, even that part of you is part of my plan. Like, implying, like, he accounts for all the dumb bullshit that Guts does. And that gives Guts a little food for thought. But, um, this isn't super clear, but... I think we time skip a little bit, like by a few days or something, because um, the next thing we know, we're in like a chapel <laughs> and there's like a bunch of people there and uh, there's like all these nobles who are talking shit because Griffith is getting knighted for the first time, which is like a Very huge important. deal. Very important. Um, yeah. Super important. And one of... The more important things is that it's not just knighthood. He's also being, uh, he's also a, oh, I can never pronounce this word. He's a count now, basically. Or, like, the thing, like, right below what a count yeah. is. So he yeah. has some land. He has some people and some responsibility now. And uh, the Band of the Hawk is there, and they're, like, you know, on their best behavior. Um, and they're, like, well, they have to recognize us because we're, like, doing shit you know we're like making a name for ourselves we're kicking ass and we're not just mercenaries anymore we're like actual soldiers now and we gotta we gotta behave now yeah we gotta behave and Casca's like if you know that then shut the fuck up (laughs) 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 which is really funny to me she's like but she says you know like anything we do now reflects on Griffith so we have to like keep it in line and they were like, and Corcus is like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's like, just cut it out. And we kind of see some nobles looking at them like, ugh, like these Those like bums. yeah, look at these bums. And right after that, Casca's like, wait, wait, where's guts? <laughs> Again, where's guts? And it cuts to guts outside in a courtyard training, and I think he has like two logs strapped to his sword and is doing like one-handed strikes and i'm just like (laughs) yeah he literally like (laughs) like tied and like to give y'all an image like it's literally like a bunch of logs he wrapped around in a circle and like tied them to like the hilt and like the beginning of the blade of the sword and he's literally just swinging it so if you were ever wondering uh what his workout routine is like you know how people do those anime workout routines (laughs) if you're ever wondering this is how you do it um actually what he does yes (laughs) but you know he's doing his drills and uh cuts back to griffith getting officially knighted and like everyone cheering and he's waving benevolently while guts is still outside and he finishes up his you know, his whole routine and sits down and is uh, looking very, like, reflective in a way, but we don't really know what's going on in his head. But that's the end of that chapter. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of thoughts. Uh, Let's start with uh, chapter eight first, and then we can go back. Um, (laughs) First of all... um, I say this every, I've said this like every chapter of the golden age that we've been in, but I really love Judo a lot. <laughs> um, oh, Judo's great. Yeah. He's so great. I like, I wasn't sure about him at first because, like, you know, when you first meet him in the camp, he's kind of like, oh, well, like Griffith said, like, 
it's a woman's duty and like he doesn't like directly like oppose that yeah. or anything and I'm just like ooh yucky um but he's he's just really fun and like you can see from like all the way he's drawn and stuff like he's just kind of like sassy extrovert man who likes to yeah. say kind of mean things sometimes which I I am not he's a got, mean. He's got that face of um you know the guy who plays um What's his name? He's he's Black Captain America now. You know how he's always making a face? Yes. Like, anytime he smiles. That's that's yes. the face Judo has. If anybody knows what I'm talking about. It's yes. like the mischievous, like, ooh, I'm up to something. Like, like very that's smirky. Kind of his face most of the time. Yeah. He he, he kind of reminds me of like a it's like a great value Griffith almost. But yeah, I can yeah, see I that. I feel like that's a that's the easy way to describe it. Yeah, <laughs> For me personally, yeah. No, yeah. I get what you're saying. Because he I mean he's also like very deliberate about what he does and like in the in future stuff like he's not always super transparent about like his motives and everything too right Um, right right but i just really love like how he just like pulls people into everything and he's like well like you're my friend now and guts is like what okay um like it's like we talked about this last time, but it's just like extroverts like bullying introverts into being friends, and then they're like, "You'll have Literally. a good time," and then they do, and they're like, "Oh, I guess." I said it's okay, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I I really like the whole scene with Judo and Guts talking because I feel like you get a good sense of like you know you learn more about Griffith and like a little more about the world building, but you also get like a good yeah. sense of their characters and their dynamic, and I feel like. It doesn't feel like as much of an info dump just because like it feels like a real conversation, I guess. Yeah, I I like that they that Judo immediately touches on something we ended the last chap the previous chapter on, which was, you know, Griffith isn't a very like upfront or like easy to read person, right? Mm-hmm. So one thing Judo says is like he he's very aware of this, right? Like people aren't stupid. Like a lot of people in the camp aren't dumb, right? They're not just like, oh my god, he's so great. Yeah, they are also aware that they don't really know who he is. Like they, they, yeah. they're just they just know that they're attracted to the, the like not ambition as so much as like determination and yeah. the fact that he like leads them and tries to like push them to like be a team, right? And that's really what they that's really what they value out of him, and they know that, but they're also very aware that he's mysterious as fuck, right? And it, this is judo's specific point of view but i don't think that he's very far off from what like the general consensus is around camp which is that mm. we respect him he's amazing and he's done a lot for us but no we don't really know like who he is really mm-hmm. like he's he's our homie but he, we don't he has he's not very vulnerable if that makes sense right right so or rather he's vulnerable only in the ways he wants you to be exactly that's that's what I was going to say. Like, Griffith is very much that type of person where, like, he makes you feel like you're close to him, but you're really, you really don't know that much about him when you think about it. Yeah. And, like, I think that's, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think that's always, like, an intentional manipulation, too. I think sometimes that just kind of happens. But I think you can kind of yeah. tell certain instances where, like, with Griffiths, that is kind of accidental, and then when it is, like, very purposeful what he's doing. So, I... Right, right. Yeah. I think, um, I think Griffith is a really incredible character, honestly. Like, I think you 
he is a character that you are going to feel something about regardless of how you feel about him. And I think yes. that is like a really good sign of like good character development. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially as yeah. we get into these upcoming chapters where we, we, we learn a lot more about Griffith. Just, he talks a shit ton <laughs> in upcoming mm-hmm. chapters. Oh yeah. Um, like a lot, a lot. And like he it's it's revealing. It's very revealing. But it, it, this, this little, conversation between guts and judo is really good because the whole time the reader is kind of like but what does that mean like what does that mean he's good at what he does but nobody trusts him and this doesn't explain it mm-hmm. but it does do a little more you know work in that direction and right. i don't know also just more of judo because judo hasn't gotten a ton of like page time uh mm-hmm. since it started but all of the members of the band of the hawk are slowly which is nice mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah i, I, I really like that lead up to the conversation, but also just how <laughs> the bath fight was just kind of thrown in there. Like there are so many like stereotypical, like buddy anime moments in this first chapter that we read today. Oh yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like this was a good little like thing about guts and Griffith's uh, relationship where it's like Griffith is like kind of trying to like force some stuff on the guts, like being comfortable around people and doing stuff. He says, Mm-hmm. And Guts is honestly still trying to figure out what his motivation is. <laughs> so yeah. he kind of like falls in line with stuff. And that's kind of why I saw the bath thing with, because it was like, I mean, what else is he going to do? Not fight with this dude? Like also they're kids. Like what are yeah. they, they going to do? Not have fun? Like, yeah. yeah. I also, um, I made a note of this. Cause like, I remember, I remember years ago when I watched the anime, like I thought this too, but like, this is really the first instance we get of Guts. Like, acting like a kid, you know? Like, he's having fun yes. and laughing and doing stupid shit with a friend, you know? Yeah. And, like, yeah. I think Griffith is very good at, like, drawing out a side of Guts that is much more personable, and it's something he really only shows around Griffith for the most part, for most of this. Right. And, I don't know, I think... I think, like, despite himself, like, it's just very easy for him to be, like, slightly more vulnerable with Griffith in general. Um, yeah. 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 And it's because he's so disarming, you know? Like, they say so many times, like, oh, he seems like a kid or whatever. And, like, yeah. that's, you know, you relax around that. So, but yeah, I love this scene. when he wants to be. Yes. But yeah, it's a very good scene, and I also kind of like the introduction of the bailet this way, because then it's not like, it's not like a, oh, I found this in your pack, what is this kind of thing, you know? It's like, he wears it all the time, Which and oh, that's a there. good point. That's a good point. Because that, that, that would have been so annoying if it's like, what's that? And But that is the thing, he does wear it. And that's the thing, like, every chapter after this, too, he's always wearing it. He never takes it off. Mm-hmm. So... And I feel like that does say something about it. Because it's such a weird fucking thing that he just has with him all the time. Yes. And the fact that nobody is, like, freaked out about it is the first thing that stood out to me. Because I was like, okay, clearly, like, the fantasy stuff isn't, like, always there. Like, there isn't always, like, you know, a monster or something around every corner. Like, it's not something people just deal with, right? Like, Mm -hmm. most of the time, it's just mercenaries and horses and shit. This weird ass thing hanging around Griffith's neck is just something that isn't questioned. And I feel like that says a lot about just yeah, how Griffith the... communicates with everybody. Right. <laughs> and like, it's so funny to me when Guts is like, 
that's creepy. And, and Griff is just like, it's neat, right? It's cool. And I'm just like... Yeah, no, it's cool. God, fucking weird kid energy. Just like, you know, like the weirdo <laughs> that doesn't get along with everybody. <laughs> like, <Yes>. okay. <laughs> but, um... I also love the face afterwards when Guts is thinking, he's like, I guess he is just a kid. And Griff is like, hmm, what? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> he's like, are you falling for it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's so funny. Because, you know, that I'm thinking about it. I don't, we don't even know if anybody else really knows what this thing is. He might only be telling this to Guts. And Guts right. doesn't know that either, right? Yeah. Like, it's just information. And... I don't know. I mean, maybe it's... And that's the thing. Like, keep in mind, I don't really know everything that happens. So, like, I'm not, like, speaking with knowledge of, like, oh, I know that this is why he does this, right? Mm-hmm. I just think it's very interesting to see, like, why the Behalit doesn't cause too much issue. Why, like, the way he talks about, well, you all belong to me anyway. is doesn't cause too much of, like, mm-hmm. any uproar. And it's it, it's just so weird how it's he's so matter-of-fact about things. But then, like Judo said, that's why they respect him. Is like, mm-hmm. he is so matter-of-fact about everything. It is like, yeah, I got this thing around my neck. It's pretty cool. It has an eyeball and a couple of noses. You want to touch it? Right. Like, it, it's cool, ain't it? Um, I did want... I want to hear your story about the Bailet thing, Egg of the King. Um. Oh, the Egg of the King. The Egg of the King. Uh, the, 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 he got it. So, one thing that... Griffith says he got it from uh, a gypsy, which is a slur, by the way. Yes. Um, he got he got it from a fortune uh, teller, some 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 merchant, a fortune teller, uh, a fortune teller basically gave it to him. That's a better way of describing it, right? So um, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, one of my childhood dog was actually named Gypsy, and oh for the that. longest time, yeah, for the longest time, I didn't know that that was like a bad word because my dad. This is not an excuse. My parents are old-er, so <laughs> we got this dog when I was, like, four, and my dad was like, oh, yeah, I love it. You just call it Gypsy. And we were like, yeah, that sounds nice. And so one day when I was in college, I was just talking to a group of people, and, I, and at this point, I knew Gypsy was, like, a bad word, right? Like, I was aware of it, and I didn't even like to say my dog's name very often, but I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny because my dad did that. It's not my fault. But I told somebody that, and he was like, oh. Hmm. That's that's a word they call my people. And I was like, "Oh, hey, dude, I know it's bad. I want you to know, like, I want you to know. I don't agree with this." I was like five when they named the dog. I didn't have anything to do with this, but I just always think back about how I told somebody that, and they're like, "Hmm, that's a that's suspicious. <laughs> that's weird. Um... That's weird. <laughs> oh God." That's so funny. I remember the first time you told me your dog's name, I was like, alright. And, like, the thing is, like, in uh, the small town my parents live in, like, there's, like, literal, like, small business boutiques called that, you know? And I'm just like... Mm -hmm. Okay, so, like, I'm, like, used to hearing it and stuff. And I also knew your dog was kind of old, too. So I was just kind of like probably happened a while ago it's yeah. not and you were like i know yeah, and i was I like not, okay, you know but... I, will not, I will not be held accountable for this <laughs> this right. is my point <laughs> right but also like i'm not i don't know i'm not gonna be like wow i can't believe you would like do that to your dog when you were four or whatever you know like it's 
<laughs> it's just very silly to me. Um, I didn't realize you were talking about that word. I thought you were talking about the bail it thing. I have a story, but it's... <laughs> no, 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 not the, not the bail it thing. No, 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 no. My, my story is a lot uh, more offensive. I want to hear you. I want to hear what your story is. <laughs> so, um, it's actually kind of a reference to something, but it's a joke that we make a lot in my house still. Um, there's... I used to watch a lot of, like, um, like the McElroy Brothers stuff, and I used to watch stuff like Monster yeah. Factory. And they played... Um, one of the golf games, I forget what it was, and they made, like, this character for it or whatever, and <laughs> they they keep calling it, like, the king's game throughout the whole thing. Oh, my <laughs> so, god! Like, whenever we talk about golf, we're like, ah, the king's game. But then also oh, there's yes. this part where he's, like, you know, like, trying to, like, hit the ball a certain way. Or, like, just, like, barely tap it. And he's, like, kiss that egg. And so, like, whenever oh my I God. think about <laughs> Whenever they call it the king, the egg of the king, I'm just, like, ah, the king's sport. <laughs> and so uh, that's, like, uh, oh my, my mental God. association with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, the king's egg. Oh, my God, the egg of the king. I That that reference to the behalo, the egg of the king, just sounds so fucking funny to me. Yeah. Like, I... I I don't I don't get it and and that's the other funny thing about this little section is I love how we still don't really know exactly what it is like yes and even though Griffith learned about it however long ago this was right he still doesn't know what it is yeah <laughs> all he knows is that it brings apart it brings about the God Hand besides right. that he's not really aware so yeah yeah I, I like that I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to um, it as the egg of the king from now on, especially because I don't know if I'm saying Bahalit correctly. Right. So I guess I'll figure it's that just, out eventually. If you ever hear me say like kiss that egg or something, that's that's what I'm referencing. Egg. Also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god, that's hilarious. But yeah, that's my uh, less inoffensive story. But also reveals that I used to listen to McElroy Brothers stuff, so take that with a grain of salt. But um, you're okay. You're okay. I'm safe now. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything else in that chapter. Oh, I really like. I know you're kind of clouding on the part where he was like, "I will decide the place where you die." But like to me. <laughs> I love just how intense Griffith is all the time when he, he just says shit, you know? He's just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has, like, the big, like, villain monologue energy where he just tells you everything oh, yeah. even though you didn't ask. Yes. Like, he's like... And and that's the other thing, too, is that what I like about him is he's being upfront. Like, he's not like, I'm going to get you guys all this stuff. He's literally like, I am going to get what I deserve you and I'm going to use you because I decide where you die because I want what I want. And everybody's like, yo man, that's crazy. <laughs> like, like, they like, don't, that's like, wild. Yeah. Like, cause he says, like, like you said, like the last thing he says, the, the guts before we get to the next scene is you belong to me and I will decide where you die. Right. And that's not like something that's taken lightly. And that and, and the thing is, is that like I get it though why everybody doesn't take him seriously because it just sounds like so like it, it just sounds so outrageous, right? It's just so yeah. over the top that I feel it's like everybody's like, like, like okay, sure, buddy, like you'll get you'll get your own kingdom, which is kind of what Guts is doing. Right? He's like, oh sure, you fucking weirdo. And then Guts kind of does what every depressed person has done, which is when they're like criticizing somebody else, and they're like, but what have I done? Yeah. What? But what about me though? 
I am actually not that great. What, what did, which I made a joke about it earlier, but like, keep in mind, Guts is 15 and, and Griffith is probably around the same age. Griffith is crazy and Guts doesn't even realize that. (laughs) Like, Griffith is back. A 16 year old just walked up to Guts and said, yo, I'm going to decide where you die because I'm going to become God one day. And Guts is just like, yo, what a fucking weirdo. I, you know, I don't think about it like that because, like, Griffith seems so much older from the way he talks, which is intentional, you know, but that's... <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. Actually, I can't imagine because I was an emo in high school, but, like, <laughs> I just... It's a really funny mental image of, like, this kid still going through puberty fucking, like, walking up to you and being like, you're mine. And it's like... Damn, all right. What what are you talking about? Yeah, sure, bro. Yeah, it and I feel like that's another thing to keep in mind is like everybody's around that age, right? Like I, I don't think we know exactly how old everybody is. We only really know how old Guts is, but it's it's implied that everybody is around like 15 through like 16 or 17 at the at before we get the small time skip, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just what makes it so funny to me cuz it's like like this is this is believable. Like it's not totally outlandish. Where it is like, why would he lead around all these other kids and these other kids just follow him around? That that's just kind of how groups work. And it's not even like a kid thing. It's like obviously like this is their peer. He's the most right. like ambitious and well put together. They're gonna just be like, yeah, whatever. He says some weird shit, but like he's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just, of course they neat. wouldn't. And then yeah, you know, he's just right. a neat guy. Real real neat guy. Yeah, but when he was, like, no, going but, through yeah, the, like, yeah. man, I'm not doing shit. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have any drive. I'm just, like, God. Like, just thrown back to, like, high school, college, after dropping out. Right. You know, just, like, every single thing. I'm just, like, Jesus Christ. Like, it, it's very relatable right. because I think everyone it's incredibly has had relatable. one of those moments, at least. But, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. And, and he even is, like, reflecting on the hard shit he had to go through, right? Which, like... Right. Like, he has been literally fighting since he was a child, right? Yeah. He had to escape a mercenary camp after a bunch of grown men ran him out. And still, he's like, well, I haven't done anything. Because, like, this is the first time he's seen somebody, I guess, with, like, true, like, purpose that isn't just, like, living to the next day, right? Right. So, it, it it's cool to see that because it is relatable. But at the same time, it's like... It is like guts coming to like this conclusion where he's like, you know, I haven't really thought that hard about that, and I don't know how to, I don't know what to think about that because mm-hmm. I don't even like that's the thing is like he starts to look down on himself, but then you kind of see him being like, but like, what is the point? Like, and it's not even like a depressing thing. It's more so he's like, nah, but like, why am I here? Like, is it to help him? Like, right. and 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 that's kind of how I see him towards the end of the next chapter too, when he didn't go to the ceremony, he would rather like you know smack a tree with a sword because it's what he's good at anyway like why not practice what you're good at instead of being there for that hoity-toity bullshit and you know it's interesting because I I feel like this is like because Guts has been traumatized in so many ways and like for all we know Griffith does too I don't know anything about his childhood yet but like he never really like took stock of like why am I here you know Mm -hmm. yeah I think 
I know a little bit about Griffith's past, but we'll get to that later. But I, I don't know, like, I feel like this scene kind of shows, like, Gut slowing down and stuff, too, and kind of, like, adjusting to the pace of things, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, like, before it's very, like, do-or-die survival, like you were saying, you know? Like, he's just been, like, going and going and going and going, and now it's like, well, there's people who like me here, and, like, there's people who, like... Uh, want me to like do well and like you know like when Rickert knocks him into the fucking moat he he cut he came out because he was so excited because he heard that Griffith uh gave Guts like 10 men Mm -hmm. to command you know and he's like whoa that's fucking amazing and Guts is just like I like even like though he's like in the moat looking like very depressed it's like that's a big deal you know Mm -hmm. he's being given responsibility and stuff so it's just I don't know it's such a I, contrast. I, no, and it is it is a big contrast. And to add to your point, I just want to see if this like is accurate. So mm-hmm. I noticed just now, whenever he gets knocked into the water with Rickard, well, Rickard knocks him into the water. Mm-hmm. There's somebody saying for now. Is that him or Casca? Because I, I kind of saw it as Casca saying it, but now I'm like, well, maybe it was Guts thinking it. Like while I think it was... Rickard was like... I think it's for, it's Guts. Like, he's saying... Because Rickard's guts, like... Right? Okay. Yeah, because he's like, you've really earned your place. And Guts is like, for now, you know? And, like, just, like... Right, right. Thinking about that, like, for now, this is where I belong. For now, this is, like, where I'm being accepted. So you can, like, you yeah. can be familiar with me. You don't have to call me Captain or whatever, you know? Or Sir, whatever Rickard's calling him. Yeah. He's 12? I don't know. He's... <laughs> I have no idea how old Rickard is. Right. But... Rickard is, is anywhere from 12 to 37, uh, from what I can tell. <laughs> yes. So I, I don't... <laughs> but... No, no. Um, no, it's, it's an interesting little dialogue. Because, yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where... Because that's the thing. He has been just moving from mercenary group to mercenary group until that he got jumped, mm-hmm. right? So, of course, he's like... Yeah, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but even though he's already thinking, like, yeah, oh, these guys are pretty cool. Right. I, I, I do like them, actually. They're not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, I, and this next, the second chapter we covered was, I think it was considerably shorter than that first yeah, one. Yeah, it felt very short. And another thing, it, it's, it's very short. And another thing is, holy shit, that's the art get leveled the fuck up right from in between these chapters because this chapter where we said like because like we said right there's a little reset so the thing about this is this none of this is really going to make as much sense if you haven't read the previous chapters because in this chapter before we see like guts criticizing griffith for like you're not even a knight yet like you're not even nobility and you're out here saying you're gonna get all this shit and then we see griffith get knighted three years later right Mm -hmm. like it happened right like he officially has some standing and you know, in between that though, that though, I don't know what Mira was doing, but goddamn, the art just gets incredible. Like mm-hmm. between these two issues, the line work is a lot cleaner. Um, everything is a lot bolder. There's a, there's pretty much detail in every single panel for the most part. It's not that thing where like you know, only the first few panels are detailed and then he kind of peters it out after a while. Everything is like very fleshed out. Um, mm-hmm. Guts is clearly older. I think Cal mentioned it, but he's like. He's like buff as shit, and I checked while we were talking, but he definitely had a growth spurt. He's like, he's like fucking like a foot taller because there was a moment previously where he was in front of Casca 
and he's not much taller than her, but now he's like a fucking like a foot and a half bigger than she is. <laughs> so he's so big. yeah. He's a big dude, dude. And, and 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 maybe this is just another art style thing, but I feel like he's also just he is more like healthy than he was in those Black Swordsman chapters we read. Oh yeah. I mean we read um early on. Cause he is like he's like built out. Like he's very like stocky. Mm-hmm. He's got like biceps the size of his goddamn head like it's clearly been a while and he's doing well you know but the art specifically has gotten like a huge huge upgrade yeah um, in between chapters like even like lines of motion and like figure like things making sense in a panel like you get a much better sense of things for the most part except for that part later when like they're suddenly in a chapel and i was just like wait Okay. Like, I just see yeah, what you needed. Yeah, there was no passage of time. <laughs> I was like, did I miss yeah. something? <laughs> like, every once in a while, like, sometimes I wish manga would do the thing that comics still do to this day, where they're like, moments later. Or, yes. like, they, like, Minute. put the location in the top yeah. corner or something. Yes. Yeah, like, something like that. Because this this comic only does that when years pass, I think. Mm-hmm. And it never really does that in between, like moments of time just in the same day or week right so like like cal said we don't know if this is a few hours later we don't know if this is a day later right <laughs> like <laughs> we just don't know it's it's just some time later yeah yeah but um yeah uh pippin's got a sick mullet it looks like good yeah, for him we love him i love <laughs> pippin so much like i talk a lot about judo and stuff but i really do love pippin a lot i he's very good yeah, um good. I think it's because, like, Pippin just has less lines in general, because he's more of, like, the stoic giant stereotype or whatever, and Judo just runs Mm -hmm. his mouth all the fucking time, so he has more, like, dialogue, but I never let it be undersold how great Pippin is, also. No, um, Pippin's best, yeah. I did, um want to touch on something that I kind of put a pin in before. This is something that, like, I, yes. I guess I've noticed more recently, like, in the past couple of years with stuff, but, like, I hate when the woman has to be the responsible person. Like, the only responsible Oh, person. yeah. It's really annoying to yeah. me. And, like, they're even, like, yeah. oh, she's, like, our big sis or whatever and not using her title immediately and stuff, too. And, like, I, and you know, that is just kind of, like, how things are a lot of the time like people do expect yes. women to be like the collected ones and you have to like work harder and stuff like that like that's all very true but like and I'm not like necessarily criticizing Mira for this but it it's why like people say like Skylar White and Breaking Bad is like a nag or whatever you know because <laughs> she always has to like be like you can't do that you know like people don't do that to each other you know and it's it's kind of it's not the same here obviously this is not breaking bad but like she still is the one who constantly has to pull guts off to the side and be like you can't just run off on your own man like everything she's saying is reasonable and like like it's she's right it has been three years he should be better about this you know he shouldn't be running off all the time and doing his own thing because he has people who depend on him and like whether he cares about them or not is irrelevant because he's still running off on them you know and you know maybe this is because i am also an ag sometimes but (laughs) i'm a party pooper but it's uh i don't know like when i was reading it i was just kind of like 
it sucks that she has to be the one to do this. And Griffith's just kind of like, yeah, you can do whatever. It's fine. It's all good. And she's I, just I like, just, can you stop? <laughs> I hate it. I, hate, I love it because the undercurrent is that it worked out. Yeah. So they don't need to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> Which is always the worst. It's always the worst in her situation, right? Because she's trying to just let him know he shouldn't be doing that all the time. But I think it's like it's like she forgot he's the protagonist in a manga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm yeah, gonna be able to call you out. No. And it's like no. <laughs> no, 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 but no, but in all seriousness, no, it is like a it, that's a good point. And that's kind of what Casca's role is. Yeah. Not as much later. I like it because they don't beat you over the head with it as the arcs keep going, right? Like, right. she does come into that role sometimes, but it's not, like, as a parent. Because, once again, this is a reset, right? Like, this this is trying to show you everybody's sort of relationships. Like, how mm-hmm. Cal mentioned that, you know, Guts is m- way more submissive to Griffith than he is Casca. Um, at least to this point, right? And mm-hmm. Casca is still on uh, Guts's ass because Guts still isn't being a fully a team player, even though in his heart he thinks he's a team player because he finally mm-hmm. found people he cares about. But he's still doing this lone wolf act, right? And, right. And I like it because they don't they don't like pigeonhole Casca into this role, but it's still definitely like you said something where it's like this is something she like consistently does have to like uphold. Like maybe we shouldn't be doing this mm-hmm. or maybe this isn't the right course of action. And I do want to talk about this after a couple more chapters because yeah. some, some of the times people need to realize she's doing it more to protect them rather than protecting everybody mm-hmm. else, right? And, and you know, this is kind of that foreshadowing moment. But um, real quick sidebar, I, I thought mm-hmm. Mira was um, invincible to this, but he is not. Mm-hmm. He also did the funny thing that all manga and anime creators do where when time skips, everybody's hair just gets a little bit longer. <laughs> Um, uh, Casca goes from having like just very short hair and her hair is still short right like it's still pretty short they didn't like give her like long ass hair all of a sudden right but it's it's like a little more Mm mullety like it's a little more like long and shaggy she kind of has like a like bangs going now and Griffith's hair is just like (laughs) I think it's like an inch longer these by the way these are not differences you would notice if you weren't like staring at this all day right and like like, going over and over again Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, no, I agree. But Casca's role is, is kind of like it's like when people call somebody a mom friend, but it's like no, they're not the mom friend. They're just like trying to like keep shit in line because you motherfuckers won't Literally, do your jobs. Yeah. Kind of like that's kind of the vibe. Is 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 that I'm getting from Casca? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I I I get that, and like you said, it's not an indictment on Mira, and I think it is kind of. Sadly, it's realistic to the situation they're going through because what happens right afterwards? Griffith comes up and he's like, "Everything's fine," and then Guts is like, "I'm sorry, man," and then they kind of like bro hug it out. But you know, he gave Costco all that shit. Yeah. And once again, it's just I I feel like this is another moment where it's like, "Hey guys, remember Guts isn't like you know exactly Angel oh, yeah. Mister." You know, I'm gonna do everything that the reader wants me to do because he is disrespectful at Costco, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, whether you believe in hierarchy or not, Casca has been here longer. She cares about these people. She's been, she's lived with them longer. He kind of came steamrolling his way into their group three years ago. And now he's still pulling bullshit. He was doing three years ago. Mm-hmm. And then once again, who comes in to save him again? Griffith. Right. And why wouldn't she be pissed about that? Right. And that's kind of how I feel about it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with all of that. I think I've, 
I've had to see it a lot in media recently, so when I was reading these chapters, I was like, no, don't do the mom friend thing, and it was just, like, kind of annoying to me at the time. It's not, like, a condemnation of Casca's entire character, because I do think she fleshes out, and, like, I think especially, I think some of the ways Mira handles her initially, and, um when certain events happen is, like, kind of a sign of, like, his level of maturity, and then it, like, changes later on, you know? You kind of see the comic grow with him and stuff. So, like, I try to remind myself of that, too. I'm like, I would have written this way at, like, 20, 21, or whatever, you know? Like, it's... It's... I have to put it into context, otherwise I get really annoyed with it. And, like, it's still something I feel like is important to say, just because, like, it sucks when you're always forcing women to, like, be in a role where they have to be caretakers, you know? And this is a way, this is also kind of a way of doing that. Like, yes, she is a commander in a field, and she has, like, people under her command, and people respect her, but at the same time, they'll call her big sis, and, like, that's supposed to be, like, a familiarity thing, but this is, like, a formal context, and then there's also, like... Right. One guy's the, even covering the guy's mouth when he calls yeah, her he's big like, sis. don't do that. Like, he's, like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then, like, you know, she has two men in her life who she's constantly having to chide and take care of, because their men you know and it's (laughs) it's frustrating and it's frustrating to see that but uh, like there's not like I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world obviously like I've been a lot harsher about certain other things but it is also an archetype and a lot of the main characters in this fall into very specific archetypes so like I like it is what it is it's not my preferred archetype and I don't like it very much but like I I get what he's doing. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. Right. Like, I understand it, but that doesn't mean I like it. So. Right, right. No, I, no, I, no, I totally, I totally get what you mean. And yeah, like you said, it's not an indictment on her character. It's not an indictment on, you know, Mira and where the series is going. But yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. Just, I, I like how you put this chapter together because I do want to look into this. I'll give some more insight in next, uh, next episode mm-hmm. because I am interested if, like he switched where this was being published or like there was like somebody who like invested in it. So they were like, okay, give us like a redo and then you mm-hmm. can keep your story going, but we're just gonna, you know, reintroduce people because th- some of the dialogue in this was a little confusing because um, I, like some of it implies to me that some stuff did happen in between with guts taking off on his own or like being ruthless. Mm-hmm. And and I'm more inclined to believe that it was like a generic thing from Costco where like his name has become mad dog because he can be neglectful. Like it's not attached to a specific thing, but it mm-hmm. is like his solo attitude. Right. And I don't know, like that, that threw me off the first, cause I've read this chapter like three or four times. And I think the first time I read it, I was comparing starting here to starting at the beginning. And I was even more confused. Cause I was like, Oh, did Guts do something that I don't know about? Like, am I supposed to know why they why he got so mad when she called him a mad dog? Right. And I feel like more of it is like, oh, we do know. It's just you know, Guts is still trying to become you know a decent fucking person, mm-hmm. and he, <laughs> which he clearly hasn't you know achieved. Right. And like he's like ashamed of that fact, and he doesn't yeah. want to be called out on it, and he is like remorseful yes. about it. But that doesn't yeah. change that like he's still doing shit that he's been told not to do a million times, you know? 
Right, right. He he still, you know, yes, he did take out a bunch of dudes and a few swings with his sword, but was he supposed to be, you know, leaving his men without a leader and, you know, possibly sacrificing his life? No. Does he know he wasn't supposed to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean that Casca should be okay with it? In my opinion, no. Yeah, no, <laughs> she shouldn't have to be okay with yeah, it because yeah. he fucked up. Like, that's, <laughs> like, honestly, he, he did a thing he shouldn't yeah. have done. And, <laughs> and that's like, I mean, that's part of the whole lone wolf thing. It's like, oh, I'm always going to be a wild card or whatever the fuck, you know? But And I do feel like Guts gets out of that archetype eventually. But, like, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's just seeing, like, their origin points now. And I think after, like, the last bit with Costco, with her just kind of being, like, the jealous woman who wants Griffith's attention for herself, like it being implied that way, you know, in some certain mm-hmm. cases, like that's kind of annoying too. And obviously that wasn't the only thing going on. It was just like a new person in the group who she felt would endanger the group, you know, which is fair, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm rambling now, but I, no, no, I, I totally, that's what this yeah. part is for. So I think yeah, that's totally but I don't, I don't <laughs> like this initial development for cost. I would rather it be further along, I guess, or, like, just have her be, like, like, I don't know. I think also, like, her getting very emotional to Guts not being emotional is, like, oh, women get so emotional about things, blah, 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 even, like, behind closed doors or whatever, which is also annoying. But, like, also everyone's really emotional in this, so can I really say that? I don't know. But, um, that's just kind of how Mira writes. (laughs) He's very dramatic about everything. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, everybody's kind of dramatic, and, you know, like like we like we keep saying once again. I made it, you know, like I said, this is the golden age. Um, we we're getting more info about these characters. Right. But like like I said, you know, I still think that's totally valid. That like this isn't a great start for Casca in some ways, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's it, it's just interesting to see how it goes. I'm on I'm on chapter. I'm like going back to where I was. I'm on chapter like like forty. I think overall, it's kind of hard to keep track of the numbers after a while. Right. But yeah. Um. It definitely does get a lot more interesting okay, as far cool. as like how these dynamics build out, especially how like how Griffith reacts to stuff, how Casca reacts to stuff. Mm-hmm. A little more responsibility is coming, and it kind of gives that feeling that like, oh, okay, maybe there wasn't anything super eventful in the past few years, right? right. Like it wasn't like a crazy thing. It is just guts hasn't made a ton of like personal development on the right. not leaving your men behind front. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is. He gets there, hopefully. Kind of, not really, but... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I think I kind of touched on the uh, my other thoughts in the summary, like, with them being in the chapel and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have any more thoughts? Yeah, no, for sure. No, that's all I have on everything. I, I, I am excited to get to the rest of the comic, yes. only because the chapters do get so much shorter, and there's mm-hmm. more to talk about. Um, next week, we start the... Um, which arc is this? I think it's um, Nosferatu's Odd. It's, it's, it's a short section. Oh, it's not yeah. really an arc, per se. It's like a short series of, um, of chapters. But much shorter, much tighter artwork. Um a lot more insight into just small interactions in between the band of the hawk, which I do appreciate. We see a lot more judo. We see a lot more Rickard. Mm-hmm. We see a lot more of Corcus being, you know, smacked around because he's a dummy. Uh, <laughs> who also got the long hair treatment. He has like a ponytail now, which I think is really funny. But yes. 
yeah no we 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 do see a lot more gore too there's a lot more fighting coming up as well some more of the occult stuff and the demonic stuff starts to come back into the picture because in case you haven't noticed that hasn't really come up at all since we Mm -hmm. stopped the um black swordsman chapter we've kind of taken a break from a lot of fantastical stuff there haven't been any fairies there haven't been any spells the behela is the first time we've seen something since then and yeah it starts ramping up some more after that and that that's what i feel like is interesting about this these different parts of the comic right is we start like basically like dumped into this world of there's a fucking lizard man attacking the city and eating children yeah (laughs) and everybody knows about it to huh there might be some occult and weird stuff happening behind corners but we don't really know and then we get glimpses of it piece by piece right Mm -hmm. and and once again just inferring as like a reader reading this my first time and yes i've reread multiple chapters like over and over right because i'm i get bored um it's cool to see that clearly something happened right there has been a big change that happened between now and whenever we first found guts and i'm interested to see what it was because now demons are a normal thing and then where we are now they encounter a demon and it's like fucking the end of the world for them even though you know later on it's not that big of a deal so I i think that mira did a good job with that at least because he doesn't introduce it again like oh yeah you knew this was coming yeah you you already know it's Nosferatu Zod baby he's he's always been here that never (laughs) happens right and just just good world building (laughs) yeah he gets a lot better about that and like it become I I think like kind of the slow introduction to like the more fantasy elements of it is really good also because you have time to like get a grip Mm -hmm. on the world and like its structures and then it's like okay, now you can have the monsters. And it's like, okay, thank you. Like, I will take those. But, like, I think it's good. Because I've read, like, sci-fi and stuff before where they're just like, and then these people who are in Aliens, and I'm like, oh, they're aliens. I didn't know that. I wish you had told me that earlier. Yeah. You know? And they don't explain. And that's just kind of how it is in sci-fi and fantasy a lot. So I appreciate, like, I, I feel like they were kind of like, you need to make this, like, for a bigger crowd so that more people can, like, step into it who may not be used to that kind of thing yeah yeah exactly exactly i feel like it's a good guiding point because i feel like sometimes i get turned off by media that is like that where it is like yeah hey you're in this world now and here's a bunch of terms and we're not going to introduce you to them um also all the characters already know this stuff exists so now you're just gonna have to jump in with them and like sometimes that works sometimes that's fine like there are games, there are video games that do that, right? Where to learn how stuff works, you have to read mm-hmm. like, you know, documents that are in the game to like get how stuff works and, you know, or like, you know, read read computer entries just to understand this one concept. But I feel like when it comes to mangas and stuff or like reading, that's not a good course of action because mm-hmm. sparse storytelling, I feel like it's easier to do piecemeal, piecemeal through like collectibles than it is through like, all right, I've been reading two volumes of this manga i still don't know what the fuck this is supposed to be like <laughs> i feel like that that might be like a little alienating but i don't think berserk does that because there's only so many terms we've learned so far and i think only one of them we're really using that much now which is behala and right. we learned like succubus and all that stuff earlier not succubus incubus and all that stuff earlier so right um now my neighbor is mowing so sorry if you can hear that everybody uh, everybody just just fucking up today man no <laughs> everyone um, but um yeah but 
Yeah, th- those were those were most of the thoughts I had about yeah. these chapters. They, it, it's it's a good little in between section, mm-hmm. good little reset, a good little transition to really just much better art too. So, right, I agree. I I enjoyed reading these a lot, and I think like I think anytime there's like a little bit of a rest after like everything, I'm just like, oh thank God. Okay, I will breathe. Thank you. <laughs> but, um. It's nice to have some chapters yeah. where, like, you see people actually having fun because you don't really get that through what we've been through so far. So it's a, yeah. it's a nice moment to breathe and to yeah. kind of re- recollect yourself and then being like, okay, now we can get into, like, Nosferatu Zod and whatever shit's going to happen then. Right. So. Uh, and, and that's the thing. I'm really, I'm really happy with... Um, the fact that this series didn't turn out like that because mm-hmm. I feel like I almost expected it to almost immediately oh, be like, no, this is just going to be dark and depressing all day. And it's good to know that that's not, and we talked about this when Puck was here, right? And it's good to know that even when Puck's not here, like mm-hmm. there, there still is like a chance for levity. Right. Even if it may become, it may become, you know, every four chapters rather than every two chapters, right? There's still something there. So, you know, uh, be aware, uh, Berserk isn't just all depression. Uh, yes. So that's, that's a good thing to keep in mind. Sometimes yeah. it's depression with humor. Um, <laughs> so. Ah, yes, yes. Big reveals uh, and depression with a little little joke mix in. There you a, little, go. a little sprinkle of uh, funny haws. Um, but yeah, I think that's about <laughs> it for my thoughts on this, too. I... Yeah. I really, like I said, I really enjoyed these, and I really think, like, the uptick in art is kind of like, oh, okay, this is this is why people, like, talk about Berserk so much, because you can, like, start seeing, like, those elements and stuff when people are like, oh, the artwork, and you're like, yeah, like, that, that like, hell scene was pretty cool, and then you kind of jump into this and see, like, all the details and stuff, and you're like, oh, yes. Right. And, like, the mundane scenes, Yes. So. Right, exactly, and and uh, you know, I'm 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 even combing back through some earlier chapters we read. Like I'm watching one of the fight. I'm looking at one of the fights right now we had with um, Zondark, and still sick ass art, right? Mm-hmm. And he he clearly put a lot more time into some panels than others, but there's still a stark difference between like you know, facial expressions, motion, um, how much specific detail you can put into like pieces of armor and muscle definition and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It, it it is just so nice to see it, you know, get better. Right. And you know, and I'm somebody and, and I, you know, peaked at I didn't understand I knew I wasn't gonna understand understand any of it. So like I peaked at the newest chapter that came out, just looking at the art. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, like geez, like his art has gotten incredible over the past several like couple decades. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to just see more of that development. But yeah. But yeah, no, cool chapters. Really, really fun time. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in again to us rambling and saying weird stories (laughs) because we bunny trail off. (laughs) But um, yeah, we're really excited to keep going and to keep exploring these these upcoming chapters with you guys. Um, And if you have any thoughts or anything, please feel free to interact with us on social media or shoot us an email. It should all be below in the description um, if you haven't checked that out yet. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much and we will see you next time. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.
Game, Game over. over.